Dear friends in Christ Jesus, once again I extend you all a very warm welcome to you to this Eucharistic celebration, 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A young man went into a store to buy three boxes of chocolate, small, medium, and large. When the store manager asked him about the three boxes, he said, well, I'm going over to a new girl's friend's house for, for supper, then we are going out. If she only lets me hold her hand, then I will give her the small box. If she lets me kiss her on the cheek, then I will give her the medium box. But if she really lets me smooch seriously, then I will give her the big box. He made his purchase and left. That evening, as he sat down at dinner with his girlfriend's family, he asked if he could say the prayer before the meal. He began to pray, and he prayed an earnest, intense prayer that lasted for almost five minutes. When he finished, his girlfriend said, you never told me you were such a religious person. And he said, you never told me your dad was a store manager. <laughs> Dear friends in Christ Jesus, it's a good thing to pray whatever the circumstances. According to many public opinion polls, prayer is very important to Americans. In the year 2000, the Gallup organization found 90% of Americans pray. 86% said they believed in God. Isn't it interesting? More people pray than claim to believe in God. Jesus had a great deal to say about a prayer through an unjust judge, the parable he told today. The disciples saw Jesus was praying and they told them, Lord, teach us to pray. The disciples of Jesus never asked, Lord, you teach us how to do miracles, how to teach, or how to make money quickly, but they told them, told him, teach us to pray. The one thing about his life was fascinating that the disciples wanted to imitate his prayer life. And today the gospel, the unjust judge, and the first reading, the victory of Israelites, they tell us the power of prayer. And readings put together, and including Psalm, we see the power of prayer, how important it is today. The number one lesson we learn, do not worry 
but pray. In the, in the parable of unjust ju judge, the character widow, and when she was refused, when the judge acted very badly, she did not sit at home and she was not worrying about her problem. Instead of worrying, she got up and approached the only person who could help her, the judge. In verse 1, Jesus said, we ought to always pray not to give up. And pray, do not lose your heart. And without weary, we need to pray instead of worry. And oftentimes what we do when something happens to us, when things are going in an unexpected way, worry is filling our mind with bad thoughts. And the bad thought of worst thing could happen. Worry is like water. It begins as a trickle of doubt that creeps into your mind. If it's not stopped, it soon becomes a stream of fear which creates pond of paranoia, which overflows into river of distress, which develops into raging torrent of tension. And before you know it, the flood of worry has curved a grand canyon of anxiety in your mind. Worry is faith in the negative, trust in the unpleasant, assurance of disaster and belief in defeat. Worry is a magnet that attracts negative circumstances. Worry is wasting today's time to glitter up tomorrow's opportunities with yesterday's trouble. Worry is like rocking in a chair. It gives you something to do, but you'd never go anywhere with it. And the widow in the parable today would teach us, give up your worry and pray to Jesus. He is the just judge. And number two, do not quit and pray persistently. In the parable, the poor widow kept on begging the judge to grant her justice. She did not ask once and say, let me know what you decide. She peppered his ears with persistent petitions. Have you ever asked God for something and when he did not answer your prayer immediately, you quit praying? That is a big mistake. The most effective prayers in the Bible are those those were prayed persistently. In Psalm 55, 16, 17, David, King David wrote, I call to God and the Lord saves me evening, morning and noon. I cry out in distress. He hears my voice. David, King David was not the only one and one of and there are other examples like Han, Hannah, the mother of Samuel, she desperately wanted a child. She was mocked. For many years, she prayed, prayed to have a child. And after her prayer was unanswered for years, she did not say, well, it must not be God's will for me to have a child. 
she kept on praying she kept on knocking the door eventually god gave her son samuel and in the new testament we see paul is another great example and he had some kind of painful affliction and it could be his uh, his illness or some struggle against uh, flesh he had he called it a thorn in the flesh he begged the lord to remove the pain he asked not once not twice but three times before the lord answered and when god answered it was not the answer paul was wanting god did not take away the thorn instead he gave him the grace to cope up with the pain and these people they stand as example for the power of persistence and never quits with giving up and my dear friends and uh, in the parable today uh, is unjust judge and are we our god he is a just judge he is not a crooked judge and he showers rain on good people and bad people he makes the sunshine upon good people and evil people and god he is a just judge and he will not and jesus concludes in the parable will not god bring justice to his chosen one will he not answer their prayers quickly how good is our lord and my dear friends and without giving up if we pray and god is going to definitely reward you or he is going to give you the grace to cope up with the thing that is going on in your life